Some wise words for that Cincinnati mayor. Know your role and shut your mouth, you jabroni. Know your role and shut your mouth, <laughs> you jabroni. <laughs> welcome, welcome, welcome to another week of the Somebody Said Podcast. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. The excited man to my left is Breeze. Yeah. The man cracking open him some red lady is my guy Pump. Yes, sir. <laughs> And you're now tuning in to the number one sports podcast in the world. Yes. Fellas, how y'all feel? I feel good. I feel good for a Monday. I feel good. I feel good all over. No? No, I don't know that one. Oh, wow. That's surprising. <clears throat> me neither. Give no? me another one. That's all I have. I can't feel my- <laughs> <laughs> Hold on. My man got on those. <laughs> Hey, the Somebody Said Podcast is sponsored by the Red Lady Rum Punch and Window to Wall Solutions. Yeah. Yeah. Also, follow us on Instagram at Somebody Said Podcast, Twitter, Somebody Said Pod, and go subscribe to the YouTube channel at Somebody Said Sports. Yeah. The YouTube is starting to swing. We swinging? Yeah. Where we at? Six, six sub- subscribers? Oh, subscribers? I don't know. I didn't check that. I'm looking at views. Such a bag. I want the views. Run hey, the man. views up. If if you view it, sub- like, share, and subscribe. Thank that's, you. That's, that's all you can do. Don't view your hater at that point. We are at six subscribers. Oh, you must have looked. Yeah. Oh, okay. <laughs> I never looked at that. I'm only looking at video views. I never count my ducats either. Sure. Sure, sure. <laughs> wow. What am I, Scrooge McDuck? <laughs> Whatever, man. Hey, man. Like, share, subscribe, follow everything. We got a shirt coming. Soon, mm-hmm. got a shirt dropping soon. Uh, we're gonna put it up on the you guys. Okay, over there, we got a we got a court thing happening. There we go. Yeah, we oh, I was, I was a little, constricted, a little tangly over there. Yeah, I was constricted. Yeah, I couldn't roam. You know me. I like to mm-hmm. like, I get loose. I like stretch your wings. Yeah, I like to move around. Okay. What? <laughs> like I said, we got a <laughs> a shirt coming soon on the website. Uh, child just dropped the uh, article. He's got another article already submitted. Huh. Firing him up tonight. Enlight- enlighten us. Give us a preview. No. Ooh. Wow. Um, it, it's a it's a mailback question he pitched before about um the goat goat Brady. Okay. Two guys. You guys are trying to usher out of town. <clears throat> Nick Saban style. Yeah. He he's will. he's washed. Um. He's he's still the goat. You know. But it's washed. It we, was, gotta, we gotta look to the future. It was a yeah. success. We rolled the dice, yeah, and it was a success. It was a win. Oh, so definitely. Everybody takes their win and go on. Move on. Mm-hmm. Mission accomplished. All right, you guys ready for some? Somebody said trivia. I'm ready for it. Yep, let's do it. Trivia. Let's do it. Pedro, name a word that rhymes with yummy. Miami. <laughs> <laughs> Bro, what? <laughs> what? 
So me and Ash always watch watch those videos. The best. It's hilarious. Mm-hmm. There was one where the, <laughs> Steve said, "Name a word that has pork in it." A guy said, "Cupine." Mm-hmm. <laughs> yep. Yep. I mean, serious, like, like straight, face straight too. face, cupine, pork, the, cupine. <laughs> the creativity behind that, like, you actually have to give them some props for being no, creative. No, no, come on, man. No, you get no I'm props. Quick on his toes. No, cupine. You get, <laughs> and then Steve does that same look directly into the camera. <sighs> All right, man. All right, <clears throat> Breeze. <laughs> What was the first sport televised in the U.S.? The first sport televised. A, golf. B, baseball. C, rugby. D, tennis. The first sport televised in America. America. (sighs) Rugby, tennis, baseball, and what was the other one? Golf. Golf. I'm going to go with America's pastime. I'm going to go with baseball. Bump. I'm going to go out of the box and say tennis. Breeze got it. Yes. Of course it's, of course it's baseball. One nothing. Bump. Finally, baseball pays me back. There it is. You should get this. Thanks for the setup. You, you right. better get this. Right. And then, and then it'd be something you don't know. Right. And now you feel like an idiot. Matter of fact, you both should get this. This is your guy. What? Why did Michael Jordan wear the number twelve instead of his traditional number twenty three in a in a game against the Orlando oh. Orlando Magic's? I know this one. Oh, let me read off the options. Sorry, oh, yeah, I mean, I- a in honor of Roger Staubach. <laughs> B, <laughs> his jersey got stolen. C, it was his twelfth wedding anniversary. <laughs> yeah, that's a lie. <laughs> We can mix that one already. Yeah, let me throw that one out. And D, it was the number he wore while playing baseball. Uh, B. Yeah, it's B. Jersey got stolen. Jersey yeah. got stolen. Yeah, I know that's the right. <clears throat> Two one breeze. Trash. Yeah. Breeze. Which of, which of the following players was drafted ahead of Michael Jordan in a nineteen eighty four draft? Oh, I know this one too. A. Charles Barkley. B. John Stockton. C. The Dream, Hakeem the Dream. Hakeem the Dream. D, Kareem Abdul Jabbar. It was Hakeem. He went first overall. Oh, my bad. He did go first overall. He knew overall. already. And Sam Bowie went second. Sam did go second. All right, 3 2. Stockton and uh, Barkley Which, were in that draft. Though. And Portland took Sam because they wanted a big man. They wanted a big man because they already had drafted Clyde the year before. Yep, they already had Clyde. <laughs> That's why they're Portland. That's why. <laughs> Yes, and Clyde would go on to win a championship with Hakeem in Houston. That he did. And that's why they're Portland. <laughs> they won two, actually. They went back to back. They did. Oh, I Four thought or they five. just went. I don't think he was there for the first one. I think no? he was there for the second one, yeah. Because they had the fancy new jerseys, I think. I don't oh, think he was there he was... for the second one. Okay. I mean, the first one. You could be right, though. Right. I might have been doing too much. Pump. Yeah. Who was the first NHL goalie to score a goal? Huh. Hey. Wow. Ron Hextall, B, Patrick Roy, Wah. Is it Wah? It is Wah. It's okay. Yeah. You remember? remember we had, no. Remember we had Eric Erlinson on, and he told the story about Patrick Wah. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, vaguely. <laughs> Fair enough. Which we need to get Eric back on. Yeah, we do. C, Billy Smith. And D, Dominic Hasik. 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 Ooh, the first goalie to score. Uh, What was C? C was Billy Smith. Give me Billy Smith. What was the first one? Ron Hextall. Give me Ron. It was Billy the Kid. Billy Smith. Bang, bang. Okay. Three all. The other guys were too recent to have made any sense. Okay. Breeze, what were the Philadelphia 76ers originally named? Hmm. A, the Syracuse Nationals. B, the Chicago Zephyrs. C, Tri-City Blackhawks. D, Baltimore Bullets. Baltimore Bullets. Uh, I'm going to go with A. Pump has taken the lead. What was the first one? Syracuse Syracuse Nationals. That was the that was the uh, ABA name, right? Whatever, dude. All right, this is the last one. Breeze, you could tie it, or pump, you could just win it out. Mm -hmm. What were the? Oh, that I just read that one. Who was the only coach to win both an NCAA and a NBA championship? Huh? A. Larry Brown. B, Chuck Daly. C, Phil Jackson. D, Jerry Tarkanian. Good old Tark. Give it to me one more time. I'm sorry. Larry Brown, Mm -hmm. Chuck Daly, Phil Jackson, and Jerry Tarkanian. Win as a coach, correct? Coach to uh, win both NCAA and NBA championships. Give me Larry Brown Just to not pick the same thing To try and tie it up I'm going to go with Chuck Larry Brown it is Of course it was Larry Did you know that when you guessed Process of elimination You guessed guessed. (laughs) Yeah you guessed (laughs) Why can't go process of elimination You guessed It's okay Hold on Uh, Larry Brown Was he Was it Did he win with Kansas I didn't I gotta look it up We can look it up Chuck must not have won one As a college coach I don't I didn't know Chuck Daly coached college Did Chuck never coach college? He was the dream team coach And coached the Pistons Pistons Good old daddy Warbucks Hey another week man (laughs) The street Do you want to close us out With with something? A fun fact? Uh, The fun fact is This train will never stop yeah, he did coach college, Boston College and Penn. Oh, did he coach while they were get? Oh, so fun fact about Boston College, they got caught. You ever seen the movie Goodfellas? I no. did. All right, so Goodfellas was about a real group of robbers, right? And they were most famous for the Latanza heist, which is like the biggest heist in like American history. So like in today's money, they pretty much sold $24 million, right? Mm. Uh, this guy named Henry Hill, the only way they actually attached him to the robbery was because when he turned state's evidence to, I guess, for his alibi, he was like, yeah, during the time of the robbery, we were in Boston fixing games. So he was actually fixing games at Boston College. Oh. Huh. Full circle. Well, there it is. That's actually a really cool fun fact. I can't lie. Dang. I was going to try and hate on it, but I really <laughs> couldn't. <laughs> All right. That was another week of the Somebody Said Trivia. 
Nice. That was nice. So let's just take a break and we'll have some nibblies on the heels. Nibblies are good. Now you have to have Bluetooth. Hang on, it has to have that. Is that in, what is apps? Is that appetizers? I could do some nibblies. Guys? Nibblies? Operator. Yeah, yes, hello, we like some poppers. No, I don't like poppers. Love them. They're actually pretty good. I'm not big on them. I love them. <laughs> <laughs> Say no more. Little rascals? <laughs> Little rascals? I love them. No. Was it pickles? They were talking about pickles. Who loves them? Alfalfa? No, uh, buckwheat. Yeah. Remember, like uh, he had traded, like they, like him and the other little kid had, a, had they both had a pickle. He yeah. traded him. He's like, yeah. I traded you my pickle for a dickle. When I was, <laughs> what did he say? He said something like that. Whenever I think of buckwheat, I think of Eddie Murphy. Honestly, no. Anywho, oh Tay, the Boston Celtics and the Los Angeles Lakers cheated. We got cheated. Oh my bad. Played a game this past weekend. Boston is is what first in the East. Yes, they are best team in the East. The Lakers took them to the to the stretch. Took them all the way to the wire. Came down to a play. Braun took it up the court. Went left. Went to the cup for a layup. It appeared to the world that he got fouled. Oh, it didn't appear. <laughs> he got fouled. And the refs were in good great position um to make a call normally with a play like that you could you could argue for the ref that hey he wasn't in good position but there was a ref in good position to to make a good call on the best player in, on on the planet who deserves to get these calls and he didn't get the call and the lakers went on to eventually lose that game and it's in in his post game interview, Braun said he hasn't been getting these calls all season. Um, what do you guys think about that? Do you think it's a, a LeBron thing, or is it just the refs need to do a better job of officiating NBA games, especially games to that magnitude? I know it was a regular season game, but Boston to LA, and this it may not have meant as much to the. Celtics, but that game meant a lot to the Lakers as far as the outlook at, of the rest of the season. And that was a, a, a blowing call. How do you guys feel about it? It's ridiculous. Is this camera on me? <laughs> is it? Is this, <laughs> is this camera on me? It. It's ridiculous. The Lakers are getting <laughs> cheated. Like, see, like, okay, all right, all right. Pump, you, we were talking before we, before we hit record. Mm-hmm. And you're like, look, it's game 39. Mm-hmm. You're not understanding. You've been waiting. Huh? No, you've been waiting. Go oh, ahead. I mean, you know, I get fired up by my teams, you know? The Lakers are, are not in a position to be losing games that they should win, right? Let's, let's be honest. The Lakers are not the best team in the league by any means. And when they have an opportunity to win a game, especially, you know, statement games, momentum games, Right now, teams who want to make a playoff run in the back half of the season, you try and get some juice going into the all-star break. Guys rest up a little bit. You come out of the break, and you really make that push, right? LeBron is in year 50 of being in the league. You know, he can't go pedal to the metal every night. But there are certain games where you can tell, like, LeBron is really – he's really putting it all out there. 
that's one of those games, right? Is is this new NBA rivalry week? Which that is that new? It's so weird. Yeah, yeah like, I feel so like forced. they're trying to force this yeah. thing. But anyway, I mean that that is one of the that is I would say the biggest rivalry in NBA Lakers Celtics. True, is yeah, probably the one that's meant the most over the last 40, 50 years. So that's a game where like they LeBron went all out. That team went all out. And for a team right now that is searching and trying to find ways to win through all the injury issues, to have a game come down to where you've got arguably the greatest player of all time getting blatantly fouled. Now, there's some fouls I'm like, mm, okay, that can go either way. Like sometimes like a block or a charge. I'm like, I, that could go either way. If it was one of those situations, I probably wouldn't be frustrated. But the fact that it was blatant, like everybody saw it. Everybody knew it was a foul. It was obvious, and the ref was standing right there. Like, I, I, this is your job. Like, if, 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 on my job, I have to be able to pull data and explain to people. If I don't know how to pull data, then I can't do my job. Mm-hmm. That's literally what I'm there to do. The refs are there to make those calls. Mm-hmm. Now, I get the whole, and, and if I want to try and shoot some bell, they don't want to be the difference in a game, right? We always say, let it, let it work itself out on the court. But that that ain't that, yeah. right? That's not a that's not a ticky tack. Literally, a guy's going for a layup, his arm gets smacked mm-hmm. in front of a ref, and no call. And what makes it even more frustrating, this has happened multiple times now this season, right? Again, this is the team that has battled injuries. LeBron has missed time. Anthony Davis has missed time. Lonnie Walker just came back. Austin Reeves is still out. So the biggest the biggest contributors to this team have all missed time. And so now they're fine, and they've been scratching and clawing, trying to keep their head above water. You know, they're they're still you know in the in the hunt for the playoffs, and they're getting beat by the refs too. Like that, that's that's right. pretty egregious, man. Like somebody I forget who put it up. I think it was um, Lakers Nation. The Lakers have seemingly been cheated on four game deciding plays. If you switch those, let's say they get those calls. And then win those games with free throws, we're the six seed mm-hmm. right now. So that so you might oh it's just a little thing, but it's actually not. And in a competitive West, right? We we know we don't have the best roster in the West. Right. So this team has to take every game they can get. In a competitive West, we need those games straight up. Like yes, it's a game in January, and if you handle business, it shouldn't mean anything at the end. But right now, it does. Right. And like and I don't and. Like like um, Ham said, and I know I'm ranting. Like Ham said, he's like, save the two minute report because it doesn't do any good. I'm that's mad annoying. Stop sending me reports saying you messed up. Mm-hmm. I don't want to know that. You, I know you messed up. I don't need you to tell me that. Yeah, it doesn't help the bottom line. What are you going to do to fix it? Tell yeah. me that. Tell me what you're going to do to fix it. Am I going to get those points back? Am I going to get those wins on my record back? If not, then save it. I don't want to see it. And sure enough, right after the game, Eric Lewis, who apparently is huge Boston fan. Who gets to ref Boston games? They're thirty six and two whenever he refs their games. The next Donahue, good grief! Come on, man, thirty six and two. Yeah, we need the feds at Boston. Come on, man, this man's family on Twitter, blatant Boston fans. He should not be able to ref any Boston games. That's nuts. That's like like somebody said on Twitter. That's like Spike Lee refing Knicks games. There's no way he can call that unbiased. Like, come on, man. Like, come on, NBA, do better. As a, as a league that has branded itself and put in the work to be on the, for, the forefront of trying to get things right, yeah. they got to do something about this. I mean, that's that's egregious, man. Yeah. yeah. 
I know I went for like five minutes. No, you're good. No, I, I, and I think it presented the opportunity to the NBA to do something about it because I talked to you about it. That this is the one thing where the NFL is ahead of the NBA, and that's in in those kind of instances, the ref you would see a ref throw a flag on a call just to throw the flags, knowing that you could re- re- review it and overturn it, but you made the call. Yeah, like when, when in crunch time in those moments under a minute. All plays like that should be reviewable. Or even if you won your challenge, you should be able to earn another challenge. Because you, I think uh, Ham, he he challenged a, a play earlier in the game and we won it. A bogus foul call on Anthony Davis. Right. So let, give me my challenge back. We won that. You know, yeah. so you could have a challenge. You can't just let that be the, the de facto in the game. And I think it's just an opportunity for the NBA to, um, to fix it. Because... There's going to be a lot more important games, and if guys like that are, are officiating these games, it's not fair to the fans, you know, and it's not fair to the players. And we we normally don't see LeBron taking take games into his his hands like that and go to the cup. He's always jacking threes, and the fact that he was robbed of that moment, yeah. whether it is to go to the line or make the play, you know, I don't think it's fair to him or Laker Nation. So. Yeah, this is just presents an opportunity for the NBA to kind of do something about it. Paul, let me before you, let me ask you a question. Mm-hmm. You watched a lot of MJ, a mm-hmm. lot of Kobe. You've mm-hmm. seen a number of greats. Mm-hmm. How many of them don't get that call? Kobe and Mike get that call every one hundred percent of the time. I mean, I think, I think what was the, uh, the classic little line? Uh, Michael uh, Magic Johnson said, "If you breathe on MJ, it's a foul. Yeah, can't get too close to him, it's a foul." It's true. Um, the the only thing that I can say, I, I I honestly feel like LeBron has been like this for twenty years now. There's been a lot of times where LeBron just doesn't get calls, and I, and I, and I feel like I've that heard him next, say it. That was my a next lot, thing. right? Mm-hmm. Now I've I've thought about that, and you know the 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 way that the NBA plays nowadays, it's so free flowing, it's so wide open. People don't like to see calls as much. You know, again, when we saw you know Jordan and Kobe playing, come fourth quarter. MJ and Kobe at the line, <laughs> like every possession. Yeah. Now, some people just don't like that brand of the ball, but at the same time, Kobe and MJ both know it's winning time. Let me attack the basket. Let me uh, attack the basket. Let me make the refs make a call. Go Re- call. Go calls, yeah. right? And a lot of times they did get contact, right? Some of it's ticky tack, some of it's hard, whatever. I think in today's NBA, I feel like a lot of players suffer from the way the style of play is now. It's so free flowing. You don't see a lot of people attacking the basket. You don't see. I mean, even Joel. How many? How many fouls? I mean, uh, attempts does Joel Embiid or Joker get? Thirty. <laughs> Seriously? No, I'm just, I, no, I mean, they get a lot of uh, free Embiid, throws a game. Man. Embiid's in double digits, and that's that's where I was. Go ahead. So, finish. so I feel like you know, with those big men, they're down there banging around. They're going to get certain calls. You don't see a lot of guys like LeBron, like a Steph, who are just attacking the basket that way. And get a call. Steph will get that call. Steph will probably get that call. But again, you're probably going to see Steph win a game on a three-point shot. Right. Or a mid-range jump shot. You're not seeing a lot of players attack the basket. I don't think it's always fair. But at the same time, I do think a lot of referees, and I'm, I'm honestly not trying to, to throw shade at Braun. I do think a lot of referees view players a certain way. And I think that the same way we see James Harden now, right? He doesn't get a lot of calls. Yeah, right? that's a good point. And the refs know what James Harden does. So I think that some people have reputations around the league. These guys coach, ref the same game for years. 
if people think that, all right, bro, you're you're flopping. I think that sometimes that would make them not get a call. That shouldn't ex- excuse you I, from looking at a play and making a, a good decision, not based off of his reputation. Yeah, Bron flops, it, mm-hmm. but you could see a foul. Call hold it. on. No, but it's, it's not fair, but I'm saying that, I, it, again, the human element of a lot of these things, I think that still ends up playing a factor. And obviously LeBron got smacked. He should have been on the line, right? For whatever reason, that happens. But at the same time, like you said, Breeze, like there could be you know four or five games that's a swing, and now you're the sixth seed. How many times has that honestly happened? I can probably think of two or three Bulls games right now that bad calls were called on uh, Zach Levine and DeMar DeRozan, mm. and it's a shift. You see that in a lot of games. Obviously, you guys see it more for the Lakers because you watch almost every Laker game. I think at the end of the day, it balances itself out. I, I think my my issue is, one, at the let's, let's be honest. NBA, we and we've talked about this before, the NBA went out of its way to elevate the players, right? The NFL says, nope, it's the shield. Everybody get behind the shield. Nobody's bigger than the league. Nobody's bigger than the shield. And the NBA back in the 90s with Jordan went out of their way to say, nope, you, hey, go stand in the front. Hey, 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 Jordan, go stand in the front, right? When we go to Barcelona, we want crowds of people standing around to see Jordan play, right? Hey, when Kobe goes to China, we want crowds of people there to see Kobe play. And it's not so much about the logo, so then if you're going to be a player-driven league, which is what the NBA is, it's a player-driven league, you've got one of the greatest ever to play your game who can't get even questionable calls. Like if it's a 50-50, Kobe gets that call. Yeah. If it's 50-50, Jordan gets that call. When you look at the top 10 scores in the league, LeBron is currently sixth in points per game. The uh, Kyrie Irving is 10th. Kyrie Irving is the only one of the top 10 to not have more free throws per game than, than LeBron. So on that list, you've got Joel Embiid, attacks the rim, he's a big. Okay, fine. Luka Doncic is not a big. He doesn't attack the rim any more than LeBron does. So where are his foul calls coming? You got Giannis. Okay, fine. Jason Tatum. I mean, maybe. I feel like it's probably about the same. Shy Gilgis Alexander's getting more calls than LeBron. Like, what are we doing? You know, shout, like, out, shout out to Shy. No, like, seriously. Like, yeah. honestly, what are we doing to where one of the greatest who played this game can't even get obvious calls? And I'm, and I'm not even asking so, for, like, the slanted, if, the if, home cooking. Let me let me ask you this, though. Is it the way that LeBron reacts to everything? Because we, well, we, wait, we talked wait. about this before. Everything ain't a foul with LeBron. No, no. because I'm, I'm, he, he argues Everything. Who doesn't? But look, Joel and B don't. Luca is not constantly talking to the refs and then trolling the refs. I just watched a play just last week when Luca gets called for a carry. He comes back, hits a step back three. He carried on that one too. Ref didn't call it, and then on his way back to the bench, he's mocking the ref for calling a carry, and he still gets calls. I so it. I can't even say that because okay. guys, how many times do you hear, "Hey," right? A guy he goes to the rim, "Hey," every time. Everybody does it. So there's no there's no excuse. It's ridiculous. And and LeBron has flopped. I'll give him like he he's he's got some notorious flops. Yeah. And this is be my last thing. I've never felt that LeBron was a foul hunter. Because those are different things. James Harden, you mentioned, mm-hmm. he used to hunt the foul. Like he's yeah. he's not even really looking to score. He's looking to get fouled. I think yeah. Luca was bad for it. Trey. Steph at Trey times. was real bad for it. Steph when they kicked the leg and stuff like that. LeBron, yeah, like he'll oversell something, but rarely is he just foul hunting. I've never seen him foul hunting. 
And so at that point, how do you give him a stigma as, well, I don't know if I should call it or not because he could just be selling it. Well, he's never been that person. He's no, never been a foul hunter. No, you're right. If, 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 if David Stern was still the commissioner, I would understand that point because you're absolutely right. He did put Michael Jordan, all those guys up front. I feel like Adam Silver has done a a better job of making it still about the league but still promoting the stars, whereas David Stern was the biggest capitalist commissioner you've ever seen in your life. Yeah, but right? he also made the game as huge as it is. Oh, of course he did. And that's what, I mean, that's how he did it, though, right? Yeah. It was Michael Jordan and the Bulls. Now you see, it's the Lakers. Like, yeah, you'll see LeBron's face out front, but you know it's going to be the Lakers and the Celtics, right? Or now we have right. rivalry. The, the same way you see rivalry week. Rivalry week. It's so hard why to say. Why would we be? Yeah. Why would we be? <laughs> <laughs> fun, right? <laughs> you never saw that back in the day. You saw it's Mac, it's Mike and Pat. It's Clyde and Mike, right? It's Kobe and whoever. Nowadays, you see Adam Silver in the NBA making a conscious effort to promote teams. Like, yeah, again, you're still going to put LeBron out there in front. Right. You're going to put Luke out there in front. So to not, to, so to see people not get star calls anymore, and especially with the NBA making concerted efforts to not have so many fouls called anymore, I'm not surprised that some of these calls aren't getting aren't getting called, even though they should. Again, some of these calls are egregious because you you could create an environment where it's even more flops. It's even more egregious flops. Oh, I'm not getting that call. Let me make it obvious. Let me start foiling my. So again, they made a concerted effort to to get rid of that kind of thing in the NBA. And all honestly, to, to, almost to make it seem like there are less fouls being called, and, and and I'm okay with that if it was if it was happening across the board. Yeah. And I felt like other people, like we, the Lakers play everybody. Mm-hmm. If you're a big brand in the NBA, you're going to play the Lakers mm-hmm. at some point. Well, I think everybody in the NBA plays everybody anyway. You got 82 games, you might as well. And so I see us play other teams. And I'm like, man, he got that call. Like in that same game, and I and I know I said my last thing was my last one, but in that same game, you see Jalen Brown get a ticky tack and one near the end of the game, where like I, I guess he got hit. Like I didn't even think that was it because it was just blatant and clear that he got hit. I'm like, oh, I can see it. Like Pat Bev kind of reached, yeah. but I'm like, the ref called it from almost half court. Even, I'm like, what? Even the layup Tatum missed, and that was a foul on Jeremy Rondo. But was not a foul. Okay, I'm sorry. You said Pat Bev. Pat Bev with the camera, though. <laughs> I mean, worth it. Worth I'll the tech. I'll take that. Take that yeah. tech, bro. Worth the tech. I will pay your fine. Yeah. I mean, because quite honestly, we were going to, once, once it went to overtime, I'm like, we're losing this yeah. game. We, we, we checked out. So I dig it. Yeah. Okay. Nonsense, man. Do All better. Right. Please do better. Well, since we're on the topic of LeBron, he's inching closer to that all time scoring record. Mm-hmm. If he averages 38 points in his next three games, he'll hit, he'll, Tie the record and possibly <laughs> pass it if he scores a little bit more. But we well, didn't play tonight. Yeah, he's because why not? He's emotional. He's in his feelings right now. Well, apparently, he's dealing with serious soreness in his foot. Soreness in his feelings. Yeah, I'm sure. I'm hurt, dog. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, man, it, it's 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 a crazy stat. But at this at the same time, it's even more crazier that uh, Kareem did it with not shooting the three. He yeah. played. He played in in college. He didn't come straight from high school, so yeah. that's to be um, applauded. Because I don't think LeBron could have did it in Kareem's era. So we have to give him an applaud and for LeBron to do it. I never thought I'd see someone even come close to doing it. And most people thought maybe Jordan would do it, but 
for LeBron to be as selfless as he is as a player and do all the other things and still put up this kind of a stat. That's that's just amazing. And as much as people want to, you know, troll LeBron or talk about the things he don't do right and, you know, everything wrong about LeBron, I think people should actually appreciate this because we didn't see Kareem, you know, we saw Kobe, we saw Mike, but they never achieved this. So I think as sports fans, we should just, you know, kind of let it sink in and, and soak it up. 100%. When, when when Tom Brady first came to Tampa, and I, I you know me, I'm a, I'm a jerk. Everybody who hated Tom Brady for the past how many ever years, and now all of a sudden you've got the greatest player of all time or greatest quarterback of all time on your team, right? And now all of a sudden when he brings you a ring, everybody loves him. And you appreciate what he's what he does. You get to see firsthand why he is what he is. Right. And now when he's gone, you're you're gonna be mad that he's gone, right? For whatever I hate LeBron for a lot of reasons, mostly <laughs> because he just destroyed the Bulls for majority of his career, right? I mean, majority of his career, he you couldn't get out of the East because LeBron was there, yeah. right? Yeah. So I couldn't stand him because I couldn't beat him. I understand what Knicks fans felt. I understand what Pacers fans felt. You couldn't beat Michael Jordan. Your favorite player couldn't get a ring because of Michael Jordan. Yeah. So to see what what LeBron is doing, if you appreciate sports, if you appreciate basketball, just a, a slight bit, just enjoy what you're getting because you're probably not going to see it for a very long time. It may happen again, but it's going to be 30, 40 years down the road. What he's doing is ridiculous. So enjoy it. Like, please. Yeah, it's remarkable, man. It's really nothing short of that. I mean, Kareem, Kareem will always be that guy, right? right. Um, you know, different brand of ball, like you said, no threes, really doing it, you know, at the rim, right? Or, right. or you know, everything was in within ten feet of the rim, which is which is amazing in itself. And I, I'm glad to see that LeBron was able to seize the opportunity. You see a lot of guys who have opportunities to do great things. And for whatever reason, they they can't commit to it, right? Or they can't stick with it. You know, LeBron could have walked away. Like, let's sure. be honest, man. He could have been like, "Look, I've won, I've won my chips." You know, I, he if he would have retired five years ago, he still goes down as one of the greatest, right? That doesn't change, yeah. and yet he has an opportunity. He's got the health to do it. Like Kobe would have loved to be able to play this many seasons. His body couldn't do it. Mm-hmm. You know, Kobe would have loved to be the one to knock off Kareem. His body wouldn't let him. LeBron's body's letting him and he's taking that opportunity, which I think is something really to be appreciated and and to be admired because there are a lot of people who can do great things and then they aren't committed or dedicated enough to make it happen. So for no other reason, be happy for him because of that, yeah. that he's, he had the opportunity and he seized it. Because there are a lot of guys who have opportunities to do amazing things and they just can't commit or they can't stay dedicated or they can't stay focused and he's never let anything get in the way. Right, he's always kept basketball at the forefront, and yep. he's always been committed to his craft. And you, you got to take your hat off to him. I mean, and there's a that's just one of the reasons. Yeah, yeah. And and as much as we talk about, like we were just clowning that he's taking tonight off. Mm-hmm. Like yeah. I don't think he's ever ever actually cheated the game of basketball or cheated fans. He he scored what one 40? time? Only one time has he ever cheated the fans of basketball. Him not but, being in the dunk contest. Yeah, I'm with you on that. That's it. Nah, but, nah but I, I don't say nothing. No, he hasn't cheated the game. Nah, neither. You know, 
that contest, maybe he cheated us. Nah, you need to I would I would want to see him just like I would want to see Ja in the dunk contest. Yeah, I like to see it, but eh. nah, I need that. Well, yeah, to for to have that kind of pressure as a high school kid, and yeah. now here you are, thirty years later. <laughs> That's just crazy. So, uh, I hope he passes it soon so we could get that out the way and <laughs> focus on playoff basketball. Great, stat. and hopefully we get calls. Great stat to your point. LeBron has 2,227 more career three-pointers made than Kareem. Kareem had one. <laughs> That's how amazing Kareem is. Yeah. <laughs> so, it's nuts. Yeah. All right. Um, Bronny made the All-American game. We don't have to talk Ooh. about it too Exactly. We don't have to talk about it too much, but do you guys feel like he got there because of his dad, or did you see progression in his game, or do you see something there? In his game that made him get that honor. I think that he's progressed to probably be in the fifth pick in the second round of the draft. Wow. Still getting drafted. Yeah, still getting saying. drafted. I mean, somebody's going to draft him because if you draft him, you get LeBron. But he's not that guy, though, to get drafted. I, I mean, I, I don't know on that. I, I think he's getting a little bit of the Arch Manning treatment. Right? I said it before we recorded. There's no reason Arch Manning should be the number one player in the country. They're not doing that with Bronny. But he's good, and the kid is good. No, he is yeah. good. You know, he's not. And it was Arch Manning, I think Arch Manning's good. Mm-hmm. He's just not best player in the country. Good, right? And I Fair think enough. Bronny's good. I just don't think he's McDonald's All American good. Yeah, you can find a Bronny in St. Pete or Tampa. Yeah, I think so. All right, all right. Moving on, we got uh, Josh Gaddis. He's out in Miami. Yes. When I spoke to you uh, earlier in the week, um, and I I told you. This doesn't make uh, Mario Cristobal look that good. It looks like he doesn't know what he's doing because you invested so much time into picking your guy. You took – how long did he take? Like three months to pick the staff? Um, uh, well, actually, like recruiting the staff, I, I don't know the time. I mean, I do know his – he has this belief that – he believes in players over staff. Okay. He thinks if I have elite players, the staff is less important. But he does have a drawn-out process. It's like a multi-day interview process. Yeah, it seemed like it was just well thought out, very precise. Yeah. He went after – he he couldn't get the initial guy he wanted as the OC, but he, he had a, another – a backup plan, so to speak. Yeah. So he, he it seemed as if he had a plan. And to kind of punt on your OC after one year, it, it I think – and you said it. This, this hire is going to be make or break. So, so well, not, it's it's a it's gonna <laughs> basically it's gonna it's gonna it's a big deal. It's oh, a yeah. big deal. It, it'll show yeah. you like where he is at as far as an organizational standpoint. Because yeah. from the outside looking in, it's not a good look. What do you what do you think? And who are some of the candidates you you would want to uh, take this position? I mean, I think you're right. He he blew it. Right. He made a bad hire. Let's call a spade a spade. Now, do I think it's as bad as it? seemed no and you got to get kind of into the weeds i mean obviously i think we i've mentioned i think pump even you mentioned it at some point like the injuries were ridiculous i mean how many teams are losing their starting quarterback and three starters on their offensive line and still putting up a lot of points a game that's hard to do so it's not all on gaddis but again at the same time you know there were there's been other things talked about that he didn't do well he first of all your offensive coordinator was a wide receiver coach that's already abnormal so, in my opinion, you need to go above and beyond to make sure that you and the quarterback's coach are in lockstep because they're the ones coaching the quarterback, which is the most important position on the field. And from what I understand, he didn't always do that. 
and the receivers didn't like him, right? You weren't you weren't able to win over your room. You know, that's a big deal, right? Especially in college, you're talking about kids. Some of these kids are right now Miami has a kid who's sixteen years old on campus already, Antoine Jackson. He's like the youngest kid to ever enroll at the University of Miami for sports. And so, you know, imagine dealing with a sixteen year old kid. Like you gotta be able to earn that trust and win them over and bring them along. If you want to develop these guys, I gotta believe in you. So you're unable to win your room, and then obviously you get the results on the field that you got. So it was a fail of a hire. Um, you know, so so this one does really matter. Mario, unlike a lot of coaches, has never been a, uh, a coordinator. Right? A lot of guys made their bones calling plays in some form or fashion. Kirby Smart, great defensive coordinator. Uh, Nick Saban, great defensive coordinator. He still coaches safeties, I believe, or corners or something like that. You know, Saban? yeah. Oh, he's the, I think he's the safeties coach. He's the safeties or the corners coach still to this day. But he came up, he made his bones, you know, calling defense. You think of Lincoln Riley, offensive coordinator, Ryan Day, offensive coordinator. So a lot of the big-time coaches in, in football, college football, made their bones as a coordinator, and Mario did not. You know, Mario was a position coach. He, you know, was regarded as one of the best offensive line coaches and a great recruiter. And that's how he made his name in the game. So his tenure – or his success really hinges upon his ability to hire good coordinators because at the end of the day, he won't be the one calling plays. Now, he has say, right? He's got a certain offense that he believes in. He wants his offense to look like George's, where we're going to dominate you up front, we're going to be able to run the ball at will, and then we'll have some athletes on the outside. We'll get them the ball, and they'll make plays. right? They want to be able to overpower teams. So his focus is on recruiting. right? That's where he puts all his energy. That's where his focus is. He's going to finish out a recruiting cycle before he focuses on hiring coordinators, which is what he did just now, right? He's like, hey, early signing day is coming up. Gaddis was a lame duck. He's like, but I'm not going to fire you until the class is done. I'm focused on recruiting right now, and then I'll get rid of you. So he does need to get this right, and I'm, I'm getting long-winded again. As far as my, my top choices, I think of realistic ones that are out there, Dan Mullen makes my short list. I think Dan Mullen's a Dirty fantastic Dan. offensive coordinator, man. Yeah, He's just got great feel for play calling, and players like playing for him. His offenses are pretty fun, and he runs a power spread, which is what Mario wants to do is run a power spread. So he's on my short list. Um, Scott Frost is on my short list. Just got fired in Nebraska, currently doesn't have a job. I think he also runs a power spread. Who And we've seen his offense, especially at UCF, be able to be successful. I think in Nebraska, he really couldn't get the athletes he needed to do what he wanted to do. But I think in Miami, he had a, he, he'd have a better chance of getting the athletes he'd like. So those are a couple of the ones that I think are actually realistic. Uh, some of the more far-fetched ones, like Cliff Kingsbury, I don't think that's a legitimate option. Cliff out the country. But that'd be, that would be a great one. Yeah, I know, right? Um, Joe Brady. I think would be a great one, but I think yeah. he loves to be in the NFL too much. So I don't think he would come back to college. So, uh, and, uh, and another one that I think is realistic, but I'd rather him as a wide receivers coach than an OC, James Coley, who's currently coaching wide receivers at Texas A&M, who was the OC at Miami under Al Golden. And we actually put up 30 points a game when he was our OC. We had four linemen get drafted. We had Duke Johnson on that offense. Steven Morris. You know, has the single game record for passing yards in a game under him at Miami. Felicia Sook. No, Stephen Morris. That oh, was Brad, Brad Kaya. You're thinking about Brad okay. Kaya. Now, Steemo was before Brad. So, but yeah. anyway, you know, I would like to get James Coley back, and but I would rather him as a wide receivers coach than an OC. He's also a great recruiter. All right, uh, enough enough about Miami. Um, <laughs> any other any other coaching um, moves in college that you want to touch on? 
I think the Garrett Riley hire hire at Clemson is huge. Where did he come from? TCU. He was a TCU offensive coordinator. And so he gets a year under Sonny Dykes. He's, I mean, obviously he's Lincoln Riley's brother. So they know ball very well. He's been around for a while calling plays. Obviously, this was his biggest year being underneath Sonny Dykes, who is also, I think, Sonny Dykes is a disciple of Mike Leach. And he runs a, a different version of the spread with something similar. And obviously, Lincoln also runs a spread like that, too. So I think it was a really good fit for them. And Clemson had, runs a spread at this point. They run a one-back spread system, too. So Clemson was in a weird spot, right? They end up losing Jeff Scott to USF. And then they end up losing um, the guy who takes the the Virginia head coaching job. I'm blanking on his name. I can see his face. Black dude. Yeah, black dude. Black dude. He, but anyway, <laughs> he takes the Virginia job. And so. Elliot. Yeah, Elliot. And so uh, Dable hired from within. But he hired a guy who had not really called plays before. And it just, you know, it didn't go well by Clemson standards. They still won right. double digit games. Yeah. But by Clemson standards, it didn't go well. And so I think. I think that's a really big hire. I think Club K Clubnick has a lot of talent. I think that kid's going to be good, but he does need the right coach around him. You get a Will Shipley back at running back. All those receivers come back. So I think that's a really big deal, and I think Garrett Riley, is he's looking to make himself a head coach, and he's going to have an opportunity to coach a really talented offense to really use this as a stepping stone to get that head coach opportunity. Well, I hope he doesn't get it. Me neither. Obviously. I mean, they also come to Miami this year, so. That won't be too fun. You never know. Mine is Pat Pat Sertain. I know I probably mentioned it uh, earlier in one of the shows, but um, if you watch Florida State, the secondary, you just hope they have a good day. And I think Pat Pat Sertain, he's not only going to recruit well, he was a former uh, heritage head coach. You know, there's a lineage of DBs that come out of there. Um, So... I think he's going to recruit well, and he's going to challenge those guys in the back end, and we'll see much improvement. And that's really the piece that I, I was most concerned about coming into this year because most of that, the core of that defense is coming back, but you lose the heart in uh, Jamie Robinson. And I think he's got enough pieces to work with back there, and I think he's going to bring the most out of those guys. I feel like you, you me, and 12 talked about that, like, Towards the end of the season, or maybe at the like the very end of the season after the uh, the bowl game, like what are we looking for them to do? And I was like, no matter what, they need to do something with the defensive backfield. Yeah, and if that's going to be the piece that brings it all together, because outside of the transfers that we've had, we've had some pretty crappy DBs. Oh yeah, like very bad, and especially coming from the standard that is there at Florida State for defensive backs, it's 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 it's, it's been god awful. Outside of again. Transfers, Jamie Robinson was great, but if if Sertan can get that that talent in, like you said, coach him up on top of what we have coming in there, this could be like a could be a really big season for Florida State. I hope so. I hope so. I hope not. Yeah, whatever. <laughs> All right, let's take a break. We're gonna get into some NFL. The Red Lady Rum Punch is Tampa Bay's Rum Punch, a premium blend of rum with island fruit juice and natural flavor. Perfect for any occasion, including just sipping on the beach. To find it near you, visit theredladyrumpunch.com. Shake well, and please drink responsibly.
trombone? The air trombone? Got to retire the violin. Oh, man. The trombone is here? I love that. I love that. No, for real. That that song is actually called Roundup. I believe it. It sounds like a Roundup song. It sounds like a Western song. It's just about that you actually said Roundup before. I'm like, did you know that I put that on there? No, I did not. Man. Chemistry. I I love the chemistry here. And the air trombone is... That the new thing, the air trombone, man. <laughs> yeah, I got to retire the violin. Listen, if, retire if, with it with Brady. If we gonna get, <laughs> if we gonna get air trombone every week, I'll bring that back again. Let's do it. Nah, I really like that. Amen. Thanks for bringing that back. All right, let's first of all let's round up these uh, head coaching and coaching changes that's been happening in the league. I'm gonna uh, just run through the list of uh, movement and just let me know which one you think was best or which one was trash. Uh, Frank Wright. Former coach, coach has been hired as the head coach for the Panthers. Uh, Ryan Nielsen, former Saints assistant coach, has been hired as the defensive coordinator in Atlanta. Jim Schwartz, former Titans uh, defensive assistant, hired as the defensive coordinator in Cleveland. Vic Vangio, former uh, Broncos head coach, hired as the defensive coordinator in Miami. Kellen Moore, former uh, Cowboys OC, hired as the OC in uh, Los Angeles, the Chargers. Uh, Mike LeFleur, <laughs> <laughs> former uh, Jets offensive coordinator, hired as the offensive coordinator for the Rams. Um, Bill O'Brien came from Alabama, uh, was the OC there, hired as the uh, offensive coordinator for the P- Patriots. And Nathaniel Hackett, former uh, Broncos head coach, uh, hired as the OC at the Jets. Um, my favorite out of all those is Vic Fangio. Yep. Um, going to the Dolphins. Um, before Vic got that head coaching job in Denver, he was the Bears defensive coordinator. Um, the two seasons, I think, that he was his last two seasons that he was there, the Bears led the league in turnovers two years in a row. Like, his defenses are great. I think currently he has one of the highest, um, I think, or lowest yards allowed for a defense that he has run. I think he's, like, in the top five. And you give him that defense to work with, who just went out and got, uh, who's my guy, Bradley Chubb? Chubbs. Chubb. So, I mean, that defense was already really good, really good run defense. He knows how to coach a defense. Okay. So... Yeah, that's actually pretty. That's a, that's a great hire from Miami. So that's that's my biggest one. Yeah, you stole my pick. My stole my pick. But anyway, I'll, I'll go with the other one. I think we also like this one. Keller Moore to the Chargers, mm-hmm. right? So quick stat on Keller Moore: he's the offensive coordinator for the for the Cowboys for four seasons. Three of those four, they have a top ten offense, mm-hmm. and that is with a waning offensive line that we talked about last mm-hmm. year. That is with Dakota Prescott and his propensity to turn the ball over. And that is with trading away Amari Cooper and really only having one wide receiver who deserves to be named, still putting up top 10 offenses three out of four times. You give him the Chargers offense, which we all, I know I was really high on them coming into the year, right? You got Austin Eckler. Obviously, you got Justin Herbert. You got Mike Williams. You got Keenan Allen. I'm like, man, there's a lot of pieces over there to do something with, and they underperformed. Give them somebody who can dial it up. Like a Kellen Moore, I thought he called a really, really good game against the 49ers. Yeah. I really liked his game plan. I thought he called it up, and they just couldn't make it happen. Dak kind of was Dak. Yeah. The bad Dak. It was a good yeah, Dak, yeah. bad Dak. <laughs> so, but uh, I think that's a big one. I think 
that's going to do wonders for Justin Herbert. Yeah, they handed him the keys to a Porsche. Yeah, yeah he had a Pinto. Wow, work in it was Dallas. a Pinto? I mean, outside of <laughs> CD, you know, we know what Zeke is. He had one offensive weapon outside of CD, and uh, he got hurt. I mean, yeah. Tony, Tony Pollard came on. That's yeah, what Tony saying. That's Pollard. the one oh, other yeah. weapon. Oh, gotcha, gotcha. Yeah. And Dak, you know, you said good Dak, bad Dak. You know, I think, what's the kid's name in uh, Los Angeles? Justin Herbert. Herbert is uh, head and shoulders better than Dak. Really? Head and shoulders? I think okay. so. So, yeah, he got a Porsche, man. That's a, a steal. I would not mind seeing the Chargers do well. Just had shoulder surgery, right? It's like that's something like I cleaned up though. Oh, it wasn't God. like a. Yeah, like, he's, he's still young. Okay. Strong back. I mean, hopefully, <laughs> hopefully, Kellen can save uh, old boy's job because I I put him on the hot seat last year. Oh yeah, he's he getting fired it. this year. If if they don't go past the first round, he's out of there. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, I agree. Okay. All right. Speaking of playoffs, playoffs, playoffs had two games. You know, the NFC Championship and the AFC Championship. Oh, man. Let's just let's just get the the. The obvious one out the way. We got robbed. Purdy wasn't sturdy. We got robbed. Purdy was not sturdy. He got. I don't like. I don't. I don't like that. I think that's a false narrative. His body wasn't sturdy. I don't, <laughs> the no, Niners, physically, he wasn't. Sturdy. The Niners weren't sturdy without Purdy. I mean, they also didn't have any other quarterbacks. I, I get it. Listen, but we didn't. It wasn't because. It was given the Eagles. Wait, can we talk about the Eagles first? Because they won. Go please, ahead, please. They won in dominant fashion. Please, I, I don't have anything specific. I mean, I'm just saying I feel like we should talk Eagles first. Okay. Hassan Reddick, he he <laughs> wrecked shop. Yeah, he, 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 he wrecked the game, essentially. Yeah. He had two sacks, four tackles, but the one particular sack on Purdy where he injured his elbow. And then the second one, well, didn't he get the second one on Josh Johnson? Yeah. Uh, so he wrecked so. both quarterbacks. Did he? I thought it was. I knew he had the one times. sack. I thought he actually stripped the ball from him, but I didn't know. I didn't know he knocked. He knocked both quarterbacks. Yeah, knocked, out. So he, <laughs> I could be wrong. But either I way, that defense knocked both quarterbacks out, yeah. and they were down to uh, Christian McCaffrey as the quarterback. And once you you make a team one dimensional, and you know what they're doing, you're just gonna pin your ears back in. That's beyond one dimensional, though, right? It's it's like they back them into a corner. You can't do nothing else. It's like you cut one of their legs off in a kickball game. <laughs> Pretty and much, it, it, <laughs> yeah. And as much as we love Shanahan, what how, you can't yeah. play call your way out yeah, of that. So it, it was the fight was botched. It was rigged. Yeah, there's not enough creativity in that bag, and he tried, <laughs> which is crazy. Like you saw him trying to get something, and it's like, yeah, you can't do it. Like your yeah. your quarterback can only throw the ball five yards, and that was yeah. a struggle. So, but I mean, Philly, again, to give praise where, where praise is due, Philly went in there and big shout out to Jalen Hurts, man. Like, I, 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 I was one of those people who, again, didn't think that Jalen Hurts was going to be a good NFL quarterback. I was with you on that. Um, I, I still don't think that he's great. There's, a, there's, a, there's quarterbacks that I would take above Jalen Hurts. Yeah. But when you lead a team to a Super Bowl, like actually lead a team, like he's not Trent Dilfering their way to a Super Bowl. No, no. Right? He was an MVP candidate at one point in this season. So shout out to him for honestly believing in himself more than anybody else believed in him. And he is a Super Bowl quarterback, which is crazy. And that Eagles defense right now is very scary. And that Eagles offense is very scary. They can do what they want to do right now, and they've also found what's the what's number fourteen's name? Uh, who's playing running back right now? Gainwell. Gainwell. Kenneth. They're finding a way to even just put Kenneth Gainwell 
whoever. Or Boston Scott. Sure. Yeah. And having a run game. And then all of a sudden, well, we could also throw the Devontae Smith and A.J. Brown if we want to. And that O-line is wrecking shop. That one-hand catch by Devontae it's wasn't a, a catch. It, it wasn't a, a catch. But anyway. Great move. Yeah, yeah. I mean, great, yeah. great play on the ball, right? They might have the best center in the game right now. Oh, yeah, they're jealousy. Right? One of the best O-lines in the game. Like, Philly is... Philly deserves to be where they're at right now. I don't know if I think we all called them fool's gold maybe at one point in the season, I feel. I think it was Breeze. Yeah, you know what? I'm torn. I honestly am because you can't take something away from a team that's going to the Super Bowl. Yeah. Like, you just can't. But like, you want to. I want to. I really do. <laughs> no, no, I really well, do. What, so what are your concerns about them? They, they've proven you wrong all season. There was an article, and the headline for the article was, this is the easiest path through the NFC ever. They beat the Giants and they beat a, a 49ers team who didn't have a quarterback. They had to put their running back at quarterback. Get but, that. I mean, I, but you can't take it from them. They All they did was beat who was in front of them, right? Mm-hmm. So I want to be like, well, they still ain't beat nobody. But at the end of the day, they beat everybody who was in front of them. Yeah, they knocked, so I'm torn. Yeah. I'm torn on that. And at the end of the day, I want to see Jalen Hurts do well. Obviously, we know the history around black players and being quarterbacks mm-hmm. and the narrative around it. He was a he was one of those main ones. They said he was gonna have to switch positions. They questioned his ability to throw an accurate ball. They questioned his uh, his instinctual abilities to understand the game and read a defense. And I don't think he's lighting it up per se. I mean, he went fifteen for twenty five, one twenty one, no touchdowns, no picks. Um, he's a he's a weapon though, mm-hmm. right? And he can throw the ball enough that you gotta respect it. And they've given him receivers who can make make big time plays. So even if yep. he's not perfect. They make him they make look even better, it. you yep. know? So it's a, it's a great assembling of that roster. Mm-hmm. I think they've done a really great job putting the pieces around him, and it starts with that offensive line. Again, I think Jason Kelsey is the best center in the game right now, right? And he does so much more than just what people think of a, a regular center, just mm-hmm. snapping the ball. Like when you see those run plays, a lot of those run plays where guys are running open, he's pulling, Right. He's, he's so he's snapping it. Mm-hmm. He's pulling. He's calling out protections. You know, like he's mm-hmm. he's doing a lot of stuff, man. Like honestly, I think he deserves probably just as much credit as Jalen Hurts. And unless you were really like a football nerd, you probably don't really understand that. But there are some centers like that yeah. who are just so critical to what a team does, calling out the protections, making sure things are right, and then and then also being athletic enough. Yeah. To be able to be a pulling center. That's hard to do. Yeah. You don't see that a ton because it's not easy. Um, so, I mean, credit to them, though. They beat everybody we, that has been put in front of them. I think they have every chance in the world to beat the Chiefs. Mm-hmm. I'll probably pick the Chiefs, but I think I, I think they'll have every opportunity to win it. And you really can't take anything from them. I mean, they won the Super Bowl, you won the Super Bowl, right? It, it kind of is what it is. Any given Sunday, you know, anything yeah. can happen. All right, if, enough about that game. You know, it ain't much to talk about. I was disappointed, though. There, I felt like I got robbed. Yeah. I Am I the only one that feels like they win that game if Purdy is, is healthy? No, I, I don't, I don't, don't think, think so. That. I don't really? Think so. I don't know. Maybe I don't think that. I don't think it's the same game. Well, no, it's not. I not mean, at it, all. It was obviously they scored more than seven points. I think, but there's a certain momentum in that game where you can't do anything. Matter of fact, it reminded me again of the uh, the Ray Lewis punt, 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 punt interception, <laughs> punt. Like, yeah, 
So at some point, that that team with as many offensive weapons is going to score. And, and the, the 49ers didn't play that bad on defense, to, to mm. be honest. It just, they kind of were t- worn out. Yeah. The, the offense wasn't giving them any, a break. You know, there wasn't any momentum shifts. But I don't think they would have beaten them uh, with mm. Purdy because – that that D line man was winning the battle up front with with a great o- offensive line like you had Trent Williams and uh, <laughs> who body slammed somebody. <laughs> that boy got loose at the end. Of that <laughs> those game. guys were still getting back there and, and getting pressure. And you got uh, Bradley at one corner and what's his name? Uh, my guy number two at the other corner, uh, Slay. Like so they, they they had great weapons um in the secondary. I don't think they were gonna open anything up with Charity. Uh, I do feel like that Purdy. Shanahan was starting to sell into the game. Cause that drive where the Niners scored to tie it up seven seven, the, the possession before mm-hmm. Purdy got hurt, they marched. Mm-hmm. They marched with the field. Now they marched by giving McCaffrey the ball in multiple ways, but I felt like he's he had you figured it out. Mm-hmm. Hey, I see what they're trying to do to me, and I'm gonna bring it. I'm gonna say something similar in the next game. I felt like he had kind of figured out. I see what they're trying to do to us. This is my counter to it. And they march right up the field. And a guy like Shanahan, he's gonna figure it out eventually. Uh, it, it obviously, it's a very different game when yeah. a team has a quarterback that's even just half decent. Yeah, it's a very different game. Um, I don't know if I'm willing to say they win though. Okay, yeah, we're cool with that. Enough about that game. You are Scrambles. not interested in talking about that no, game. Nothing, nothing there. <laughs> Thirty-one to seven. Eagles move on. All right, in in Burrowhead. Ah, uh, 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 uh. it's Burrowhead no more. Uh, uh, uh. It's, it's, it's Arrowhead. Uh, Some wise words for that Cincinnati mayor. Know your role and shut your mouth, you jabroni. There you have yes. it, Travis Kelsey. Let's bring that back one more time. It was great. I'm mad at it. Hey man, the Chiefs took this one personal. I I think the Bengals kind of countered their chips before beforehand. You know they didn't. They were looking ahead, so to speak. They were smoking cigars last week. It wasn't even a championship game, and they were smoking cigars. They were on record saying this is Burrowhead. They were three and zero in that stadium. I think a lot of guys on that KC team took this game personal, especially on defense. Um, my player of the game was Chris Jones. Um, you see that that guy he was he was in the, in the backfield all all night long. He had ten pressures, uh, five quarterback hits, two sacks. You know, and the, that that team had five sacks total. And his versatility along the line, man. That last play where Joe Burrow got sacked, he was at defensive end. So, yeah. shout out to him in that defense for stepping up. Um, there, one of their starting corners went down early on in the game. They plugged oh, McDuffie, the rookie from uh, Auburn. He he had a huge tip um, that ended up awesome. into an inter- interception. <laughs> um, but yeah, that defense came to play, and we can't speak enough of uh, Pat Mahomes. What a gutsy performance! Um, he he lost three receivers. He lost. He lost. Uh, Juju, Boo Boo uh, Smith, Kadarius uh, Tony, and Hartman. They both went down. All three of them went down, and um, he found a way. MVS, our guy, had his biggest biggest game of the season. Um, and what a time to show up! So, shout out to the Chiefs, man. Pedro, <laughs> my bad. All over the place. <laughs> oh no, oh, baby. baby! All over the place. 
So nobody's gonna mention the fact that I get the taking it personal part, right? And that game was it wasn't like it was a like bashing. And it was one play at the end of that game that really decided the game. It was the personal foul. Like that was that's fifteen yards of like field. And all mm-hmm. of a sudden now it's an easy kick for one of the best kickers in the game. I actually draft him like every year. <laughs> you Man. draft Butker every year? Yeah, he gives me so many fancy points as a kicker. Okay. I can see it. Right? But either way, yeah. you you give them an extra fifteen yards with just a few seconds left and that turned into what? Instead of a forty something yard field goal, that's almost a sixty yard field goal. Which yeah, is which is still in his range. But it's it's a harder field goal in a very very cold night, and, and they I'm, didn't want to yeah. kick a long field goal. Not they had no. a, so, they had a chance earlier to kick a long field goal by the fifty yard, and they chose not to. Right. So I'm I'm looking at that. I'm like, man, this game is probably going to go into overtime because that Bengals defense, again, not the greatest defense in the league ever, but it seems like the Bengals have this switch that they cut on, and that D line gets to going, and they start getting pressure on the quarterback. They were getting some good pressure on Mahomes. He was making some good plays. But that last scramble of his, okay, cool. But then you tack on an extra 15, like, oh, that's ball game right there. Yeah. Yeah. It's over. So it was a great, it was a great game, but I don't feel like it was any more one-sided on the anything. Like I'm watching, it's like, oh man, the Chiefs, yeah, they really want to win this game. You can tell they did they they started reading that bulletin board material. They were this close to losing. Yeah, to me, yeah. they were this close to losing that game. No, that that's fair. Um and I don't feel sorry for uh, Joseph Asai for making that oh, I don't, head decision. Oh, I don't, and then he tried to any sorrow for grab him. his knee on the way out. Get up. Man, get feeling sir. Get out now. It you did know. look pretty nasty when he fell. <laughs> nah, he's, he, it looked bad, but he made it look nasty. He, he wasn't hurt. Well, yeah, because he knew what he did. So let me play hurt. And it, it's Pat Mahomes. It's a hobbled Pat Mahomes. What is he going to yeah. do? How many more extra yards is he going to get? But sometimes people aren't as intelligent as they are off the field in certain moments. And that was probably one of the biggest moments in Bengals history. And you hate you hate it for the kid, but I can't throw him no uh, bail or anything because that's just, that's just a bonehead decision. No, that's completely airheaded. You got to be so much smarter than that. And I thought Asai, to that point, played a phenomenal game. Yep. He was balling out. We're used to, in postseason last couple of years, Hendrickson being that guy. Mm-hmm. Who just like you said flips the switches like he just blacks out, has an outrageous game. And Osai had it yesterday, and then he, you know, you hate that you do so many things right and then you do one thing wrong and it completely supersedes all the good stuff you did. Yeah, you hate that to be the yeah. fact, but that's literally what it is. You know, I felt like I felt like they were evenly matched teams, right? I felt like both teams um, punched, counterpunched. And there was a point when the Bengals marched on their first possession of the second half, I thought the Chiefs were in a danger zone because it seemed like, similar to what I was saying about the Niners, they had figured it out. They were like, okay, this is what the Chiefs are trying to do to us. This is our counterpunch. And they marched right up the field, got a touchdown, their very first possession, tied it up 13-13. Now the Chiefs would come right back and score again, right? But – I felt like the Bengals had a couple of opportunities to really take that game, take control of that game. And for whatever reason, offensively, they couldn't do it. Drives would stall for whatever reasons. You know, some of it is Chris Jones making a play, right? Yeah. Some of it is those DBs making, like, some really good plays, man. Like, there was a couple 
There was a couple plays by those DBs out there. I'm like, man, that Young is boys. Just, that's just great coverage, right? I think yeah. they started with like didn't the three rookies they start or something like that in the in the back at this least year or something like that. Yeah, <clears throat> those guys came ready to play, right? And this is me just being petty. Y'all's y'all's top five guy kind of disappeared for a little bit. Aside for that one catch at the end, five catches for 40. But anyway. Well, he also got doubled most of that game, which uh, they were alluding to if you were listening to the broadcast. All right. <laughs> if you were listening to the broadcast. I'm just saying, right. the guy was double most. And he caught one in double coverage. He caught one in double coverage, yes. And Otherwise, it was five or 40. Yeah. I mean, that's what happened when you get doubled. The MVP of the game was MVS, in my opinion. Oh, absolutely. Oh, to definitely. me, that, that's my MVP. Six catches for, I think it was 116. 116. Right when the. Where, where'd that guy go to high school? You guys know? Uh, is it Lakewood? I, Hollywood High? Hollywood Lakewood High School? Lakewood St. Pete? Pete? South yeah. Side? The one in St. Pete. 54th Ave, right? Not, not Lakewood Ranch. Mm-mm. No, 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 no. 54th and 16th Street? I think the Spartans. South. Yeah, South. Huh. Mm-hmm. They're not the Gladiators. The Spartans. Mm-hmm. Spartans. No. Spartans. No. Greek Warrior. Mm-hmm. Pirates. Mm-hmm. Pirates? No, definitely not. I'm tripping. I'm tripping. I'm tripping. Definitely Spartans, though. I'm tripping. Okay. Yeah. Can't teach St. Pete. I can't, man. Shout out to Clint. Can't do it. Um, I thought he was the MVP because they needed him in the worst way. Yep. Um, Pat made some outstanding plays. We expect that of Pat, though, right? And this kind of probably isn't fair to him. It's like we kind of expect you to do that, Pat. Mm-hmm. We don't expect MVS to go off the way he did, and he he became the difference maker. It wasn't Travis Kelsey down the stretch in the second half when a play needed to be made. Right. Travis made now Travis made some plays too not to say that he disappeared by any means but MVS ended up being like the I felt like the go-to guy to a certain extent where it's like need a big first down there's MVS that's that sound there's MVS so that is to me that is the fabric of like those championship teams can somebody else step up and be the guy right Pat can't run like he normally wants to right the run game was non-existent yeah they couldn't run the ball at all. Kelsey's probably getting bracketed, double, whatever. You lose three other receivers. And this guy who just got there in the summer is like, no, nah, I got it. Don't Home worry about it. Don't worry about it. I got it. And he steps up and he plays huge, man. So shout out to MVS. Shout out to USF. Shout out to Lakewood. Shout out to St. Pete. Shout out to the Chiefs, man. That was a really big win. And I felt it like was. that game could have went either way. And they did what they needed to do to pull it out. Yeah, The Bengals will be back. Is, is this our new Manning versus Brady, I would yeah I would feel that so. way yeah. And if that's the case, man, I I, I want it. Sign me up. Yeah, because if, if Joe would have got that ball back, man, he, they would have won that game. So I felt that way the the last time they got the ball, when and they ended up having to punt. Oh, like, well, the Chiefs punt it right when the Chiefs were kind of mm-hmm. like midfield, and they punt it. I sent it in one of my groups. I'm like Joey B time. Yeah, I'm like this is this is winning time. Was it that drive when he threw the ball to Chase and it hit him on the head? No, that was, I think that was a couple of drives before. This drive uh, stalled out. They never got out of Cincinnati territory okay. on that one. And on that, on that third down, he, had took that, um, he took that big sack. He got sacked. He lost seven yards on the sack on third down. But I thought, like, that possession, they had got that ball back. They got it back with um, 2.30 left on the clock, right? And they, they, had, the, the they had the two timeouts and they had the two-minute warning. They run the first play. They get the first down. I'm like, okay, here we go, right? They run the five. And I'm like, here we go. And then the drive just stalls on him. And I'm like, man, like Joey, I, like that, that, that's one of those signature moments. Like you right. mark down that field in Arrowhead, you know, kill the game, two minutes left, 
and right. you go on to go to the Super Bowl, like that's one of those signature career moments, and they just couldn't get it done. It's, it started up front though on that drive. They just couldn't. Joe couldn't get set in the pocket. He wasn't comfortable on that last drive, and Chris Jones showed yeah. up on that on that drive. Yeah, which has bugged me about Cincinnati. Right? They 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 tried to uphaul or upgrade that offensive line, and you've seen this from Cincinnati for like all year, where you have two possessions where you see what Cincinnati could be when you give Joe, Bur- Joe Burrow some time, right? He's got tons of weapons. He can make it happen. Mm-hmm. And then the next possession, it looks like you're just playing seven on, on 11. He has yeah. no he has no line like whatsoever. Yeah. It's stupid. I want to ask you, um, I, I, I shouldn't say I know where you stand on this, but the possession before the, the last pick that Joe Burrow threw, right? And it was third and whatever. That's when he just throws it up there to Jamar Chase. He's double team, and Jamar goes up and makes a play, right? Yeah. The possession where he throws the pick, it's third and three, and it's essentially the same situation, right? Third and short, and I'm I'm thinking to myself, just dump it off the mix and get and keep the drive going, right? Yeah. Right. Just there's no need for that. But if you're gonna throw it up into double coverage, don't throw it to T Higgins. Throw it back to Jamar. But again, like Joe Burrow does this a lot, and, and and when we have these conversations about Jamar disappearing, I don't think it's always just on Jamar. It's because Joe Burrow, I think he trusts both of them the exact same. Yeah. Right now, again, to me in that situation, I'm throwing it to Jamar for what because he's already done it. I get him throwing it to T Higgins, but I also don't really understand. At that point in time, I understood the big play before because there was still maybe eight minutes to go in that game. You need a big play. He got it. Right. This is pretty much you can probably end the game on this drive. Just keep the drive going. There's really no reason for that home run ball at that moment. Right. Dump it off, get mixing. Mixing will make one man miss. You got a first down. Keep the drive going. I think he did that maybe a couple plays before with a tight end. Tight end who's third and short and tight end picks up seven yards. Like right. I, I didn't understand that play. And I don't know if y'all can get in Joe Burrow's head for well, two seconds. I think we we look at Joe Burrow and we look at him as a complete product, and he's not. He's still young, and he's got to learn. Brady makes that check down and keep the drive moving. Mm -hmm. Um, So he's still got a lot of growth, even though he's top five already. He's still got a lot of room for improvement. But I think the reason why he threw it up to T, because you said that he trusts both guys. T T went up and got one in that game and scored. Touchdown. Yeah, Yeah. so he's not no slouch either. He's an elite receiver as well. So it's it's not about – you know, just going to chase. T could do the same thing, and if he would have made a better throw and led him further up the field, he probably would have had a better chance of catching it. I you know, you. so it wasn't a great throw. Um, but I think it's just mainly trust. But he does have a lot of a, gro- a growing to do because, like you said, just take the check down, drive keeps going. Yeah, and I don't, I'm not sure where you, where you thought I might stand on that. My thing is – uh, have a clear head. Even on the Jamar throw, I mean, Jamar saved him. Yeah, it wasn't. But a, it, wasn't it wasn't a, a great throw, throw, and it yeah. wasn't a good decision either, right? So yeah. if a guy's doubled, somebody else is getting man coverage. You right. still got Tyler Boyd. You still got T Higgins. You got Joe Mixon, who's one of the better receiving running backs. You got a I forget who the, the Titan. You got Hurst, Hurst. Hayden Hurst. Is yeah. So somebody else has man coverage, and all those guys have the ability to beat man coverage. Yeah. I think Joe in those moments, man, maybe he trusts them too much. But that's a both of them were bad decisions in my opinion. Right, gotcha. right. The Jamar win, Jamar just saves you by making some outrageous catch. But other than that, man, like, what are you doing? Like, and honestly, I would rather him use his legs. 
I'd rather him try yeah. to run for it than do that. Yeah. I did like the one time he used his legs and put a move on a defender. We yeah. did like, a couple times on that drive. He could have done that times. more. Uh, yeah. And it would have probably been a better uh, result for them. I thought the Chiefs' pass rush was undisciplined. I think those guys were getting upfield too much. They did not do a really good job of trying to contain. Right, Like in the Eagles game, they showed it where Bosa would get to where, where Jalen was in the pocket and then stop. Like, don't keep going up the field mm-hmm. because now you just create a big rushing lane. And I feel like the Chiefs DNs kept doing it. Right. I'm like, Joey, just run. And so I think there were more opportunities for him to run, and I, I would have rather him do that than just throw the ball up and play jackpot. You see how we That'd are, guys? We, we say he liked to sit in the pocket and play quarterback, and we don't like for uh, <laughs> Josh Allen to run. And now we're saying – just run. No, 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 no. <laughs> like he, he can do both. The problem with Josh is Josh can't just sit in the court in the pocket and play quarterback. But again, like Pat Mahomes knows when to run. That last play, he's like, yeah. hey, look, I need to run. He knew. Yeah. Yeah. Right. And it's that situational awareness in those big moments. And I think to your point, Joe, just he just needs a little more seasoning. That's yeah. all. Yeah. Which will be, be back. scary. Yeah. Once he gets some more seasoning. It's coming. Yeah. The Bengals ain't going nowhere, man. So all right. Well, they're going home. Um, <laughs> <laughs> let's get into these predictions. Let's do it. Two black quarterbacks in the Super Bowl. Yeah. But Martin, I don't want to go to Arizona. <laughs> Arizona. <laughs> well, Eli Apple's going home. Yeah. I'm cool with that. Or yeah. Cancun. Cancun on three. <laughs> Eagles versus Kansas City Chiefs in Arizona in the desert. The first first time ever, two black quarterbacks yes. in the Super Bowl. First time ever. In the 103 years of the league. Pat, Pat knows he's black, right? His daddy. Did you see his daddy? No. Did you see his dad? They say he looked like a mechanic that should be working on a Malibu. <laughs> nice. Yeah, he's a former he's, baseball player. Right? Uh, I did. I no, did. he looked like a a real black guy. Like, <laughs> I want to say it on air. He looked like a... <laughs> a n- <laughs> okay, Tony Romo. <laughs> he looked like a nook. He's surrounded by three nit. <laughs> I had to sneak that in there somewhere. No, that's that's I, well I, done. I the show with a passion. Yeah, man. I did see that uh, he said the Bears had told him they were going to draft him. They The Bears had told Pat Mahomes right they were going to draft him. I'm not, I'm not doing it. I'm, I'm sorry. Do he it. said it, he, it came out today. Apparently, he did a radio hit. Pat Mahomes' dad. He's he like, didn't have to bring it we up. We thought Pat was going to the Bears. I was going to send it into the wow. into the group text. Wow. Oh, that was different. <laughs> okay. All right. All right. Let's go, man. All right. What are, What are the keys to victory for both teams? Ooh. For me, for the Eagles, you know, Hurts he's got to play quarterback. I, I feel like Andy Reid in in this defense, they're gonna go in and take away the run, and actually say, "Hey, Hurts, show me you could play quarterback on this stage." And and for um the Chiefs. Keep keep doing what you're doing on defense. Carry this over, carry that over into this game. Hopefully, you get some healthy bodies on at receiver. But you got to run the ball better than what you did. Uh, I like Pacheco. He he finishes <laughs> hey, runs. He finishes runs. Yeah, I give him that. I got to give him that. But I need more out of uh, uh, the other running backs in that room. And we can't you can't rely on Pat Mahomes to make plays with his legs. So I think they got to get the running game going. And Jalen Hurts has to. Uh, Prove he could play quarterback. Okay. <sighs> Keys to victory. Um, the Chiefs have all the experience, right? Yeah. They've they've been here. They've done this. They they know what they need to 
to do to get it done. Andy Reid has done it before. Yeah. Um, the Chiefs honestly just need to be themselves. I don't think there's anything extra. That's, that sounds so generic and so lame, but no, really, like just be who they are, and they can beat any team that's in front of them. Right on offense, Patrick Mahomes will find a way to beat any team. He's that guy. He'll find a way to beat anybody that's in front of him, any defense that's in front of him, and he has the people around him to do it and get it done. Um, the Eagles need to find a way with that defense to honestly either – they need to be the Bucks, essentially. Yeah. And they need to knock Pat Mahomes around a little bit. Somehow get him rattled. Every quarterback is good until he gets hit, until he doesn't have time, right? We've seen that with greatest ever, right? Yeah. Don't give Tom Brady any time. He's mediocre. They have to get to Pat Mahomes if they want to win this game. He's going to be the key to the game to me. Okay. For the Eagles, don't let the moment be too big. They are a talented team, and they played their best, in my opinion, when they're having fun, and they're relaxed, and they're doing what they do. Which is kind of a cheesy answer, but don't let the moment get too big, right? Because you you haven't been here before. But sometimes ignorance is bliss. You don't know what you don't know. So approach it like you've approached every other game. And for the Chiefs, stop the run. I I don't know. I like Jalen Hurts. Uh, I don't know if he's going to go back. He's going to drop back 45 times and carve up a defense with his arm, though. Right. So if I'm the Chiefs, it's stopping the run, and I'm going to dare him to beat us with his arm. Which was what I thought everybody else was going to try and do. And the Niners, they got ran all over. I think uh, Eagles went for like 150 as a team. So stop the run. That means Gainwell. That means Sanders. That means Boston Scott. And it absolutely means Jalen Hurts. Stop the run. And uh, I think the Chiefs offense, to your point, they'll find ways to score points. I think to your point now, this is going to be the first time in the playoffs that the Eagles have actually played a real offense. That I mean, too. if if yeah. when you play the Giants, okay, fine. Stop Saquon Barkley. Make Danny Dimes beat you. Okay. Yeah. Right? <laughs> San Francisco will knock Purdy out. Make Josh Johnson on his 15th team. Buccaneer great. <laughs> get out of here. <laughs> right? So, so now you get to see them against a real legit offense that can go out there and if they want to put up 30 points on you. I hope it's a healthy offense, though, because I don't... Mm -hmm. Do you think MVS could repeat that kind of performance? Uh, We haven't seen it consistently all season. He's had one 100-yard game um, during the season, and that was week three against the the Raiders, I want to say. If he still has that same guy throwing the ball, sure. Yeah. To me, it's on Pat Mahomes. Pat will get you 100 yards. He's not going against Eli Apple now. He's going against... uh, Slay and Bradbury. Those are two different level of corners. I hear you. I trust. I trust Pat. All right. Predictions. Uh, give me the Chiefs. Twenty-seven to seventeen. Give me. Give me Philly. Give me uh, Philly. Twenty-seven to twenty-one. All right. No, we're all in the same ballpark. I got Chiefs twenty-seven twenty-four. I'm cool with that. All right. Looking forward we'll to see it. how it goes. Yeah, um, we got Nibblies by Chai. Um, so after the break, that's what you'll hear. True. Here's the mail. It never fails. It makes me want to wag my tail. When it comes, I want to will. Oh! 
Good old Gucci Blue. What Chai got this week, man? Chai's mailbag. So, uh, real quick on the the article, ladies, any any quick thoughts on the article? There were he's got the first article on the site to get comments. Wow, man, that thing was chock full of article. People people felt some kind of way. About that way too early top 25. Well, confession, I didn't read it all the way through. Come yet. on. All right. The the sticking point for people was the fact that he put Miami and Florida at 25 tied. <laughs> that was the sticking point for multiple people. Thoughts. Real quick. Was there a reason why behind it? I, th- I think it's just teams, brand. They have talent. They're he, He's a Florida fan. I mean, he put his reasons in there, but like, I mean, it's kind of that was kind of it. I, I didn't, I didn't feel like there was a reason for them to be in the top. Well, I mean, it's fine, but I didn't see anything from either team to maybe like, oh man, they're they'll they'll be better, much better this year than what they were last year. Gotcha. Right. That's all. Yeah, I I didn't think they were their top five worthy. I know both teams are top twenty five worthy. I know both teams have talent. You know, as far as you're in the state of Florida and you're recruiting the state of Florida. Mm-hmm. But uh, Florida lost Richardson uh, to the draft. That's their best player. How do we know they got better? Um, By losing Richardson. That's terrible. He's projected a, to be a first-round pick. So, Who knows? The Bears so, might trade for him. So is, so is Will Levis. So. <laughs> <laughs> but there's, there's, there's no proven data. To say that they should be in the top twenty-five, yeah, no, I agree. It's personal. You also know how I feel about the bottom ten of the top twenty-five. No matter, just keep it. They're all one team to me. Sure enough, Miami has no business being anywhere near anybody's top twenty-five. They don't. Do you think people put teams in the top twenty-five out of respect? Yes, hundred percent. We say that about Ohio State every year. Notre Dame, they got to stop them too. I don't they think did, that every they did, year. The, they did the Florida for a long time. Yeah, I think that's why he did that out of respect. Nah, that's bogus. They don't deserve it. I agree with you. I mean, I, I felt it was pretty disrespectful that he had him tied <laughs> at twenty five. That I mean, I mean, hey man, it's child man. He's th- gonna mix it up. Yeah, it's okay. like a dirt bag move. All cool. right, mailbag for this week. Number one, what's more likely? Who right, more likely to be back in their championship game next season? Niners or Bengals? Both. Can I say both? You say both. B O A F. Both. I say both. Honestly, the the Bengals again. The Bengals aren't going anywhere, um, barring injury. Of course, we always say that. Um, the Bengals have the type of team that can get back to the championship or the Super Bowl. I feel like they're approaching the same realm as the Chiefs are. Um, the, the one thing that the Chiefs have that the Bengals don't is they actually won a Super Bowl. The Bengals have been there, and they were a couple possessions away from getting back to another one. Um, San Fran, I think, can get back if the quarterback situation is not what it was this year. They did what they did on their third quarterback, and yeah. they were still a game away from the Super Bowl. So, yeah. both. Um, I'm, I don't mind going with both. But if I had to choose, I would choose uh, Joey Burrow. 
in, in that team, you know. <laughs> Joe Shiesty. Joe Shiesty. <laughs> you see a guy got it, his Joe Shiesty tatted I'm, on his I'm forehead. I'm hoping that, that was fake. Nah, he got it tatted on his That's forehead. That's stupid. People do. I don't care if I lost things. the bet. I'm not getting man, that tatted. Yeah. Give but, me the bangles, man. Yeah. Yeah, give me the bangles. Okay. There it is. Yeah. Number two, not what a team needs to trade for, but what all-star would you like to see realistically moved by the deadline? This is NBA, I'm assuming. I'm assuming it's NBA. What NBA? What all-star, all-star? player? Yep. Um, you would like to see realistically moved by the deadline. Russ. He's not an all-star. <laughs> I knew you were going to say that. I knew you were going to say that. He's not an all-star. Well, uh, well give me Zach. Zach's not an all-star. Yeah, yeah this is a weird was. question. You're not moving an all-star. Do you, do you want me to yeah, tell what, you who what the all-star is going to get moved? Okay. Of the, of the announced starters, you've got Giannis, Kyrie, Donovan, Dimitch, uh, Kevin Durant, Jason Tatum. You got Braun, Joker, Steph, Luka, and Zion. None. Those are the starters. Yeah, I mean, none. Yeah, none. <laughs> yeah if, if this is like a weird scenario, like I would like to see Luka out of Dallas. I don't think he's going to win anything in Dallas. Or Kyrie out of uh I think that's the Brooklyn. only one that's realistic. And honestly, I think it should. they should do it. I, Brooklyn, they didn't re-sign him. Mm-hmm. So you're not going to re-sign him. Yeah. Why wouldn't you try to get... The most you can get. Otherwise, he just walks for free in the summer. Why are there random white people's toes on your computer? <laughs> yeah, I don't know. What it's a tofu. It's a tofu from this ass. <laughs> so all right, off top. I'm sorry. <laughs> um, yeah, I, I'm. I'm sorry. Yeah, I, Kyrie's I, the only one that kind of makes sense because you could you you already see the writing on the wall. It's gonna yeah. happen eventually. Like you said, just get ahead of it. Get what you can for. Get him. what you can. Yeah, I'm not letting him walk for free. Yeah, that's just nuts. But yeah, that's a reach of a question. Like, I, I was honestly gonna say Demar. Because I would like to see Demar on a team that has a chance to win a ring. Demar probably will be an All Star. Okay, well then, get Demar. I wouldn't mind seeing Demar get shipped to a team that has a shot to win. All right, here's some other. Send you Demar to Milwaukee. Other yeah, players like, and voting ooh. results. So here's some other players oh, that are. That would be nice. So you also got Anthony Davis, Laurie Markkinen, Demontis Sabonis, uh, Paul George, Andrew Wiggins, Draymond Green, John Morant, SGA in Oklahoma, Dame. De'Aaron Fox, Devin Booker, Russ. He's on there. I don't think he's going to make it. Dame. Dame. Anthony Edwards and Clay. Is it free, free, it's not realistic, Dame. though. Dame, give that battle up. They've already said they're not going to do it. Free Dame. Um, on the <laughs> East, other names in the East, Joel Embiid, Jimmy Butler, Pascal Siakam, Paolo Bancaro, Bam Adebayo, Julius Randle, Kyle Kuzma, Jalen Brown, James Harden, Tyrese Halliburton. Interesting. DeMar DeRozan, Trey Young, LaMelo Ball, Darius Garland, and Jalen Brunson. So uh, yeah, trade tomorrow. Yeah, I'm saying I'm saying tomorrow. I would love to see Demar have a shot to get himself a ring. All right, cool. NHL, we have not talked hockey. Man, I got on my shirts. This camera on me. <laughs> I'll Stanley see y'all Cup next champs. Week. Yeah, th- yeah. This is gonna be all you. Stanley Cup champs. Two when, years when ago. When the last time? Yeah, I'm gonna say. say when, when the last time? <laughs> two years ago, we won back to back. Don't well, act funny. Don't nobody remember that. You know what's up. You know what's up Ooh, You better be glad I ain't 2015 Why are you asking 2015 asking. It's been a while the Last time the Mapes won <laughs> 20 Okay <laughs> On that nope. point On that On that note NHL All-Star break is here Any thoughts on the first half of the season I got a couple of thoughts uh, The Blackhawks are trash And they're doing a Finally doing an okay job Of trying to be bad To get good I think the Mapes are doing okay. We're, we're You're currently in third. 
Well, I was gonna say second place. You're in third in the East, but you got a two game lead on the Lightning. So if it was a winning percentage, we'd actually be ahead of you. So right now it's kind of a race to see who's going to get home ice out of those out of those two. Which Damn, this is still going to be a first round out. Hurricanes are right there. Mm-hmm. Um, so my th- first of all, the Boston Bruins are on an epic run right now, bro. They don't go away. They never. They've been good for fifteen years. It feels like it's the same guys. It's a. It's annoying. Is 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 Marshan? <sighs> is Krejci and uh, I'm, uh, Bergeron? It's the same guys. He's a pest. He's the worst kind of person. He is a. He's a, like if I was if if I was gonna if there was somebody out there I could punch, and I'm like it's worth the price of the bail. I Paul Pierce is number one. <laughs> Brad Marshall is number two. I get it. I'm, I'm still. I mean, I'm still taking Corey Perry, but I, no. I'll, I'll definitely punch Brad Marshall. No, I, and I would gladly. So just some surprising things of note to me. First of all, what what the Bruins are doing right now is outrageous. Yeah. They scored. They got to 80 points, and I think it was. Um, like 40 games or something like that. That's not normal. When the Lightning broke the record for wins in a season, I think it took us like 55 games to get 80 points. So just to show you like the pace that they're on. They did it in 40. They're balling. Okay. Bruins are balling right now. We just beat them because we're the Lightning. <laughs> Be where we want to when we feel like it. But they are balling. Um, the Jersey Devils? Are currently sitting in fourth in the East with 68 points. Okay. I think that's fool's goal. I'm waiting okay. on that thing to fall apart. There's no way New Jersey keeps that up. Like, honestly, I'm not losing any sleep over New Jersey. Okay. Man, <laughs> great uh, episode of Seinfeld, too, where Putty was a Devils fan. Ah, he face paint. You got to watch Seinfeld, man. Seinfeld's great. Other quick random things. So, um, the Florida Panthers, mm-hmm. like, had been on this precipice. And I think last year we talked about them building to be a real contender. They're not doing so hot. They're, they've got 54 points. I think they're sitting somewhere around, like, 10th or something like that in the East. Yeah, behind behind Buffalo, too. And uh, Unks Mapes, I think. Well, Mapes are up there in third. So that's weird they- that the Panthers are way down there. Yeah, the Mapes are third in the East. Yeah, they, yeah, they got 70 points. Yeah. We said they're behind them, but way behind them. <laughs> but yeah, I was, I was trying to show them some love. Oh, yeah, yeah. His mates are in third. Te- technically, they wouldn't be, but if it went on winning percentage. Anyway. Um, we're in third. Dallas is leading the West? Um, in Winnipeg? D- Dallas isn't that big, but wasn't Dallas just in the cup finals a few years ago? We beat them in the COVID year. Okay. So, yeah. In I the mean, finals. I mean, they got a decent squad. Okay. No, I mean, right? Okay. <laughs> okay. But the Panthers are more shocking to me. And at the same time, they did have a little bit of um, uh, upheaval, right, last year. Didn't didn't they have to fire Joel Quinville and all that good stuff because of that little sure. scandal? But I mean, lose a Stanley Cup winning coach, that's a, that's a big deal. Okay. But I mean, it's, it still is a little bit shocking that they are where they are. I thought that was they're, they're really trying to make that a thing. The Lightning and Panthers seemed like it might have been a thing. No, it was never a thing. The it seemed Panthers, like it was, it was the a Panthers thing. were just making no, no, a, no, bunch no. Of, right. a bunch of static. What was Chai's actual question? Oh, I'm sorry. Oh, like just thoughts on the first oh, okay. half of the season. Okay, no, we're, yeah, talking, we're just, talking. We're just trying to. 
All right, keep up. I, okay. Just to keep up, and I, I will wrap it up. We'll Sound like he was trying to hit the wrap it up, but no, not at all, not at all. Apparently, real quick, the Avalanche are eighth in the West after winning the Stanley Cup final, yeah. and being the best eighth. team in hockey for pretty much the entire season. Yeah, yeah, yeah. they won the they won a president. No, they didn't win the President's Trophy last year. Panthers won, I think. I think the Panthers won it last year. Your guess is as good as mine. But anywho, yeah, uh, Avalanche are eighth in the West after. Coming right off a championship So They've had some injury issues But still I was just about to ask If they've had some Some stuff, but, but still Eighth Yeah Can it be salvaged I, I think they, I think they can salvage it Yeah I mean Well the good thing about the West Is kind of bunched up right So the difference between them And the league And the leader in the West Is nine points Ain't gotta worry about that team Down there at the bottom <laughs> Nope Blackhawks are tanking well Yeah so got thirty four points. <laughs> we need Solid. we need fewer, <laughs> lower. <laughs> Come on, man! That is ten points less than the second worst team in the yes, <laughs> yes, almost there. Man, listen, stay the course. <laughs> listen, they need to follow the Bears' path right now. First, first pick, first yeah. pick in the draft. Let's go. So those are my thoughts, and the Lightning are going to turn it up when they feel like it. Because that's what the Lightning pretty much do. Us beating the Bruins is a big deal going right into the NHL break. Uh, then we went, we turned around and we beat the the um, the Kings, who are sitting top five in the West, right off of the heels of that. Now we get to go on a break and relax for a little bit, and we crank it right back up next week. So so who are your favorites on, in the second half of the season? I mean, Boston's got to be at the top, man. Okay. They're, just, they're just playing crazy. I mean, the Lightning are still going to be the Lightning. Right? I don't expect that to change at all. <laughs> The Rangers, they still got, they still got, um, oh my God, what's his name? Redman? No, no, the goal, Igor, oh. Igor and that. When you got a, when you got a goalie as good as Igor, you'll have a chance. I mean, <laughs> I'm big on goalie play, so you got a goalie like Igor. When he plays his best in net, they have a chance every night. So, okay. nothing about the Islanders though, right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, shout out to Chano, stinky Islanders. And also shout out to the the Habs, the Montreal Canadiens, bums, <laughs> second worst in the East. Good grief! I wish I, I wish I could find uh, what was his name? It's a dude I used to work with, and it was right <laughs> when the it's right when the Lightning started to get good, and he's one of those like oh six guys, like mm-hmm. only the original six are like worth mm-hmm. talking about. I wish I could find him. I can't even think of his name. Enjoy decorating that basement, eh? <laughs> All right, let's all get, right, let's wrap this. We got anything else? I don't know. Do you? Don't force it. I don't. I well, don't I completely understand the the questions that that are going to come. I just want to ask you one question. I know that these questions could go on and on each and every day. I just want to ask you one question. Is that a real question? What would you want me to say to that? I just want to ask you. Why you got to be so negative? I ain't think about that. I don't know. Just ask questions. I just want to ask you. Well, that's a great question. One question. I like it. I like it. Ladies, ladies, ladies. <laughs> <laughs> so being that LeBron will pass Kareem on the all-time scoring list, if you had to pick a player to surpass LeBron in the future, who would you who would you go with? Currently? Currently. Luca. Luca? Luca scores at an outrageous rate and he very he plays a very low impact game. Now you gotta consider health too, because health played a big role in LeBron 
I mean, I only have so many options. I think Luca's the only one who scores at a pace that even has a chance. Yeah, he and he might be the only young guy that I really like that much. I mean, I I, I like him and Joel, but realistically, I, yeah, I guess Luca is that, that who's gonna play twenty five years in the league? <laughs> I mean, I mean, none I, of those guys are play- no. So, I don't think so. So Bronny, he here's would, my answer. All right. <laughs> I'm your guy. Um, <laughs> on that note, yeah. I mean, we gonna close it out on that. I'm Unc. Man to my right is Breeze. Yeah. <laughs> Man to my left is Pump. <laughs> yes, sir. We out. <laughs>